So one thing that we say is true in baptism is that it expresses or reveals to us the nature of the church universal in the body of the collective body of the people present gathered here this morning. So uh, we are all the body of Christ together. And on this celebration of the baptism of Jesus, um, it is fitting, therefore, that we in our own voices might reflect on the meaning of baptism in our lives and so, because of the aforementioned absence of our scheduled preacher this morning, I turn to you, the collective wisdom of the congregation gathered, and with this microphone, which I will now bring among you, invite you to share your thoughts, reflections, and uh, experiences related to baptism and its meaning in our lives. Don't all speak at once. Over here, good. Good. Elsa Innes. Uh, I was baptized. I was baptized in Denmark in the church, a village church where my grandparents are buried, and I have only a baptismal certificate. I have no birth certificate. That's how important baptism was in my country. Um, I remember um, I was not baptized as a child, so when I was an adult and decided that I would join the Episcopal Church, I hadn't been before, and so I was baptized along with my six-year-old daughter and my three-year-old son, who's, my three-year-old son stole the show because when they wanted uh, the sprinkling the water, he said, do it again. I was baptized right here at the front of this church with my identical twin, and look what happened. I never left. (laughs) I was baptized at Trinity Church in San Francisco, and I was 12 years old, and I was the only member of my family that attended church. But it was important to me then, and it's been important to me every day of my life since. In 1988, I became the godmother to a Russian boy in Leningrad who was baptized into the Russian Orthodox Church. And so to me, that's a reminder that we are all God's children. We are all included, no matter our backgrounds and our traditions that are where we live. I was baptized at um, Westbury Methodist Church in Houston, Texas, when I was a baby, uh, six months old, I think. And I was always fascinated with, I mean, as a young child, with the long dresses and the, my, all my brothers wore gowns. And I thought that was really cool that, you know, boys wore gowns too. And I still love to see, I love all the different, you know, ways people, you know, dress up in the white dress their children. Um, but yeah, it's very, my baptism, I think back and I look at the pictures and, you know, maybe you don't know as a child, but um, I just, I was really glad I was baptized as a child. Well, I attended a baptism, what we all did when we, when, uh, we were in Malawi. And the, it was uh, just one of the happiest occasions. Everybody's singing and dancing. It went on for hours. The baptism font was a, an old dishpan, a plastic dishpan, but what did it matter? When I was baptized, I was an infant and 
really don't remember anything about it. Um, I do remember many, many baptisms after that that I witnessed. I really only thought it was a, um, a ceremony, and that's what I remember it as. But um, when I began to have a personal relationship with God, it, it all changed. And when I see many baptisms since then and I see them here, um, I, I, it feels to be so much more. Definitely feel the Spirit. I was baptized in the Church of St. Simon and St. Jude in Brooklyn, New York. I was baptized as a Roman Catholic, and I saw all my brothers and sisters, many, many of them baptized there. And I always felt, and I feel today, that in blessing these babies, we also bless ourselves. Well, I had a very unusual baptism experience at the River Jordan in 1983. I was there with a couple who were Catholic, a couple who were, we, we were Protestant, and a couple that was Jewish, and we took turns baptizing each other in the Jordan River. It was, we all appreciated it. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's not kid fair. Um, I was also baptized right here, and I still have the picture of my godparents and my parents and me on my mantle, so I guess it was pretty darn important. One more? One more. Okay. I would like to say a word about godparents. Um, I um, am the godmother to two wonderful young women, um, I held them both as baby girls at the font. And um, they're now over 35 years old, but by a strange happening of life, they've both lost their mothers. And um, we have been very close uh, over the years, and um, we have a very, very special connection. And um, I encourage godparents to take their vows seriously because we don't know what lies ahead. And um, it's a very beautiful connection for godparents and the children. Okay, last one. <laughs> last one. Um, I was also baptized here um, three years ago with my daughters, Anna and Susie. And um, Right after I was baptized, some pretty tough stuff happened, and Steve and this church was really there for me, and then we were married here last year, so it was a beautiful circle that happened. Uh, We heard a lot of things this morning that I often hear when I talk to families and individuals as they are preparing for baptism about what they are looking for, hoping for, or have experienced in baptism in the context of the church's traditions. And because of the church's traditions, a lot of what we associate with baptism has something to do with some concept of membership, that baptism is regarded as sort of an initiation into the membership of the church. And this is true, but I want to just say a word about that. 
because for baptism, membership has a different meaning than it does for membership in any other context. Typically, when we think of membership, we think of something that, uh, by our inclusion as members in that body, whatever it is, we gain some advantage over others who are not members of that group. So, for example, I'm a member of the Safeway Club. You may have heard of it. (laughs) And by my membership in the Safeway Club, I earn the advantage of saving money on my grocery bill over other poor suckers who are not members of the Safeway Club who have to pay full price. So in our minds, because of the culture that we live in and because of the conflation of culture with the traditions of the church, membership in the church through baptism is associated with some advantage that we have over other people. Maybe God loves us better. Maybe God's going to protect us from harm. You know, Molly, you can talk about that, right? Um, Maybe God has some special purpose for us distinct from other people, but that's really not the case. In fact, the opposite is the case. And I'm just going to share with you the words of an Orthodox theologian named Olivier Clement, who was deeply influential to me, uh, and who represents the Orthodox teaching when he says that salvation is not reserved for the baptized. And then he writes in the book, I repeat, (laughs) salvation is not reserved for the baptized. Those who are baptized are they who labor for the salvation of all. So when we are baptized, we claim membership in the group of people that makes a commitment to live our lives for the sake of others. So this morning, while we recall our baptismal covenant and celebrate the baptism of three of the newest members of the body of Christ, imagine the kind of world you want for everybody. Because that is what you're committing yourself to make happen, not just for yourself, but for the whole world when you're baptized. Amen.